This is episode four of Eat, Play, Sex. Here's a hot highlight for what's to come. Let's say you're making out on the couch and all of a sudden you're like, I'm just, I just can't get it up. Or if you're a female and it just hurts so bad that you need to stop. Think about, you know, I would say some of your most challenging sex moments because today we're going to hope to resolve a lot of them. We're going to talk uh, about gut related to sex matters. So, you know, our hashtag and our main mission is that sex matters. Today we're going to say gut matters for sure. This podcast is for mature audiences 18 and over and for entertainment purposes only. Please contact your healthcare provider before pursuing any of our topics discussed. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with your queens of climax, Dr. Cat and Die, the place to get play, sex, and nutrition talk straight to your ears. Side effects of this podcast may include more lovemaking, hormone harmony, spontaneous sex, exceptional orgasms, less sugar cravings, and more sex cravings. In rare cases, listeners experience a strong desire to try new sexual positions and lube with organic edibles. If you experience moods happier than usual, contact your Facebook friends immediately. Oh, hell yes. This is going to be my favorite episode, Dr. Cat. I know. I can see you. you look like a little kid. You're bouncing in your chair. Oh, <laughs> do you know what I'm bouncing on? Oh, please tell me. Okay. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> well, I am currently bouncing on a, hmm, today's topic is going to be how you can bounce better. How you can bounce better. Yeah, you know, like, you know what I'm so sick of is I, hearing about how many women are having just issues with painful sex. Yes. Yes. I hear it a lot in my office. Yeah. And then, and then the men who are like, God, I don't feel like she wants me because I, mm. why won't she bounce on me? I, I, why I don't, what's, she bounce what's on wrong me? with me? Well, <laughs> you're not a bouncy toy, first of all, <laughs> oh. but you could be if you dealt with the gut. Ah, yes. The gut. Okay. So if you guys, some of you loves may have tuned into a show that Dr. Kat and I did, and we've referenced this a couple times, like on how we came together and the idea um, that sparked this whole show was just how bouncy we were when she and I did a fun interview together in mm. the Playboy Station studio. And we did the, the whole, it really turned out to be more about the gut than anything else because Dr. Kat said, hey, Diane, I'd love for you to talk about the importance of nutrition on sex life. Yes. Like, in the world of sex, how does nutrition matter? Right. You, I mean, you even healed my gut. Yeah, Do you remember that? Yeah, of course. Do yeah. I remember that? No, I was so drunk. I don't remember anything. I blacked out. <laughs> no, of course I remember that. I remember, you know, after we worked on your gut together, and it was like two months after I gave you that advice. Yes. And then I hadn't seen you for a while, and I saw you walking down the hall when we were in passing, and you had just finished a class or something, and I had just finished yeah. a class teaching yoga. And and I was like, whoa. And it was like, it was like literally, I like, and I went, where did you go? Like, what happened to you? She and, backed it up. She, yeah, did. she came around again. Started bouncing all over Kat. And I was like, you were so beautiful. I'm like, you were beautiful before, but now you just look. Aww. Like, she had this glow to her. And mm. it was obvious that there was some puff that had gone. And that, yeah. that came from her gut. And I literally looked at her belly button and her cute little waistline. My belly button. Yeah, and I said, look how sexy your cute little belly is. And, and I was like, just what did you do? And what was your answer? everything you told me to do and I was just <laughs> <laughs> and my face was like deer in headlights and and like the most positive way I just went oh. it's very rare that I can give someone tips and they literally just run with it and I don't hear them 
you know, falling or train wrecking and going, I can't do this. You know, what do I do? I, I tried this, but she literally disappeared and came back with this beautiful gut. And to me, the sexiest <laughs> thing and the, the, my thing is like, if you don't have a sexy belly, then you're in a, and you're in a sex rut. It matters so much. <laughs> Take note guys. <laughs> what turns Diane on is a belly. <laughs> <laughs> Is it is a sexy gut? A sexy gut. Yes. <laughs> so I want to know when when you did all of the work that we did together. Did you find any changes? Did you discover any changes in the bedroom? You know, I I definitely remember having so much more energy. And at that time, I was doing a lot of school. That's when I was in grad school. So I was already depleted a lot of energy. And I can imagine my adrenals were affected. But when I started doing your your program, everything that you had set me up on, I found that I was bouncing around even more than normal. I was like a hyper rabbit on steroids or something. Wait, that (laughs) sounds like a vibrator. Oh, well. Hyper rabbit. Probably. With the beads on I it? I probably had one of those at one point. Wait, what? With Wait. beads? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rabbit with beads on it. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Back to our topic for today. We'll talk about sex days <laughs> another day. But um, yes, if, if you want to feel more balanced in your sex life and in really not just about enjoying it in the moment, but but the journey toward starting the actual you know, sex gesture, which is in the mind. And so many of us today, women are just completely worn down. Our, mm. It starts in the brain. We're exhausted. Of course, there's hormones that are driving that, but there's not enough people talking about what drives hormones. So if you look at a tree, and this is the best way I can think to describe what we're going to talk about today, the tree has roots. And if those roots are diseased, then the branches too will be. And then there's the leaves of those branches that will turn um, colors and fall, not just in fall, but moving, you know, any time in the seasons. And the tree starts to die from the roots up. And what we're addressing in, in today's modern medicine is nowhere near the soil, which is is growing these diseased branches. And these are things that are, you know, sexually related diseases we're going to talk about today. And, and also things that, you know, even if you're in the mood, you, maybe you have a yeast infection or you have erectile dysfunction, we're going to talk about all of it um, as a concise as possible because this is in my opinion and i'm biased as a nutritionist and you're going to hear our guest expert today is going to agree that if you're not addressing your gut you will be in a sex rut and and actually um karen and i who were i'm interviewing today came up with that when we were on the phone and i was getting ready for the playboy interview i love it no way yeah my interview yeah the one with me yeah that was years ago that was years ago and kieran had sent me some um really powerful studies and articles because they're very hard to find reputable ones yeah and he sent me these and i i i dove into the research for two weeks and i was up till two in the morning three in the morning because i was so interested in this i'm like wow. no one is talking about this and so that's why this interview what you're going to hear today is something that is going to empower you it's going to shock you it might even piss you off hopefully it makes you hornier um, and we, our goal is that you guys have more bountiful, fruitful sex in your lives, connection to yourself, um, and, and to feel like you're not broken because this is something you're going to want to share with every person that you know. So please, this is how our show grows. And we're going to talk a lot about sex topics that no one has ever talked to you about likely. So without further ado, let's bring him onto the red carpet. Da, 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 da. Karen Krishnan. Welcome. Hey, 
Good to be here with you guys. So great. I love listening to you guys. I could have just listened for the next two hours. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> just push on play and then repeat and then play again. <laughs> loop it, loop it nonstop. Were you, I love it. were you drinking some kombucha when you were listening to us talk? Oh, yes, of course. And some GMO-free popcorn. <laughs> yes, exactly. How do you know? How do you know all these things? That's because I amazing. can hear you on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> you could keep drinking kombucha. Kombucha is a daily thing for me, and and I we're going to talk about that today. You know, guys, there's there's something called probiotics. You've probably heard of that. Kieran's going to break it down in something in, in a very very concise way so that you can understand it in the basic form. And then of course he's got some really in depth stuff too that we're not going to share. We're going to I'll, I'll reference the studies and whatnot that you can dive into deeper, like I did, if you're really curious. But we have a very important question for you first, and that is the following. You can pick from one or two, Kieran. What is your most embarrassing sex moment is option one. Or option two is what was one crazy diet or nutrition thing you tried for sake of your sex, health, or body? Wow. Um, that is – those are both really good questions. Um, let's see. Let's talk about – let's talk the di- about the diet and nutrition thing, actually. That's, that's really interesting because I think a lot of people can relate to this. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've all heard that your, your male or your female excretions um, can change in terms of taste and flavor depending on what you're eating, right? Yes. Um, and, and, of course, to be a good, uh, considerate partner, you want to have nice-tasting excretions so that people don't, you know, don't have to gag when they're, you know, going down on you, whatever it may be. And so uh, people have heard the whole rumors about eating pineapple and kiwis and things like that. And so I remember being in college and being (laughs) concerned about this and uh, being the considerate uh, partner that I am, I, I remember just downing lots of pineapples and oh. kiwis and strawberries and lollipops oh. and whatever I thought would taste good. Lollipops? Yeah, without knowing whether or not it actually had any biological effect. Uh, that was pre-super nerdy scientist time, right? <laughs> so uh, at that time, I was just a horny college kid, and I was like, I just want to make sure cum tastes good. And so... <laughs> Um, so yeah, that, that is the, uh, I don't think it worked. I don't know if it did. Um, I never tested it out myself. And so did you ever do say, a survey with the other women? <laughs> you know, actually I kind of did. I'm glad you <laughs> asked that. Uh, it's, it's not a common, it's not a common thing to ask like right after you're done. Right. You're not like, so how did that taste? You know? <laughs> um, but, but I did in a, uh, in a clever way ask and, and I never had any complaints. So I don't know. If if that had anything to do with the excessive consumption of pineapples and kiwis, or that's just naturally how it is, um, you know. But I do know that diet can impact the um, the the taste of your ejaculate, you know. And and I think certain foods, like for example, we all know that the moment you eat, um, you know, uh, asparagus, uh, the next time you go to the bathroom and pee, you you have that asparagus pee smell. Yes. You know, and so so it can impact it. So I think there is some truth to eating certain types of citrus fruits, increasing some of the acidity of your um, of your excretions that it can actually impact flavor. Um, but, you know, at that time, I was just kind of a horny college kid. So Aww. I would do anything. So I was just downing, you know, a bunch of pineapple and following it up with vodka. 
With a vodka? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How else do you get out there and talk to women, right? You just need, you need some alcohol. <laughs> well, then you come to me and I help you out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yes. I wish I'd known you then, but. Ah, well, now you do. Are you no. going to answer the other question too, or are you just going to leave us in suspense? Oh, you know, I'd have to think about that a little bit. Um, embarrassing sex moment. That one's tough. Um, let me let me stew on that as we as we go along, and then I'll pop in with the answer at some point during the interview. Oh, as you are welcome, because today we've got we're gonna, we're going to dive so much into, you know, if if you guys can imagine the times that you're feeling challenged with a, um, let's say you're making out on the couch and all of a sudden you're like, I am just, I just can't get it up. Or if you're a female and it just hurts so bad that you need to stop. Think about, you know, I would say some of your most challenging sex moments, because today we're going to hope to resolve a lot of them. We're going to talk uh, about gut related to sex matters. So, you know, our hashtag and our main mission is that sex matters. Today we're going to say gut matters for sure. So, we're going to talk about what exactly are probiotics, what does it have to do with our sex life, um, what, kind, what does our food have to do with our sex life, and I, I would love, Karen, if you talk about the McDonald's study that you guys did too, and how inflammation uh-huh. is also something that can hinder an amazing electric sex life, um, mm. oh, and of course fertility too. Um, we're going to talk about oxytocin, the love hormone. Oh my God, we have so much. Yeah, we have so much. And then we're going to talk about gut healing for sex matters. This is a protocol that you will never hear anywhere else. This is something that is, I think this is the first time I've ever heard any interview that brings these two together in this kind of a depth. And Kieran is, there's no better person that I know that can do this. Kieran is a research microbiologist and he's been involved in the dietary and supplement nutrition market for like 17 years now, right, Kieran? Oh yeah, it's getting longer by the year. What, what's getting so. longer? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's getting longer? Yes, yes. it's working. <laughs> it is, it's working. <laughs> so we'll, we'll put the bio so you guys can read his extensive study. But right now, he, he just, whenever I ask him if he knows anything about topics, he's like, of course I do. And I don't know why I'm ever surprised. So let's get straight to one of the most important questions that's going to segue us into all of the other ones. What does our gut specifically the microbiome have to do with our sex life so the great great loaded question so there's a lot there's a lot lot, but let's break it down into specific segments so that it's easier for people to understand Um, the first thing people should know is what the gut has to do with your body in general right so unless you really understand how the gut is structured what kind of influence it has on your body in general it's really hard to grasp the type of influence it has just on your sex life so let me just give a a couple of tidbits of information um, on how the microbiome so that word is something that people might might start to hear about more often microbiome is basically the collection of organisms and all of the genetic elements that live in and on your body so when we say microbiome that's what we're referring to is all of the microbes that are in your body and on your body as well so how does the microbiome influence your body as a whole 
So when we compare ourselves as human beings, so we're the our genus and species is Homo sapiens sapiens, right? We are at the top of the evolutionary ladder. We're at the top of the food chain. We beat out all the other mammals and animals on Earth to get to the top and being the most sophisticated organisms on Earth. We're so sophisticated that we could sit here on a on a um, on you know the internet and talking about this kind of stuff. No other animals can do this. When we look at what makes us us, what makes us unique, what makes us special, we always think of our DNA. Now, if we look at the human genome, the human DNA, we've got about 22,000 genes in the human genome. Now, that sounds like a lot, right? But then when you compare it to a rice plant, for example, that has somewhere around 48,000 genes, we are less sophisticated, about half as sophisticated as a rice plant is. You're dumb as rice. No, wait a second. (laughs) We're dumber than rice. We're half (laughs) as smart as rice is, you know? And so same thing with an earthworm. An earthworm has, you know, somewhere around 40 plus thousand genes. So we are less sophisticated than an earthworm is. You're kidding. Is that that crazy? So how is it that we do everything that we do, that we're so cognitive, that we're so, um, you know, we build these societies and cities and, and all this stuff. We invent things. How is it that we do all that and an earthworm can't do any of that? So, uh, you know, that the answer to that is it has nothing to do with our genome. It's because it he doesn't have arms. Is that right? <laughs> well, yes, that's part of it arms. too. No opposable thumbs. That's yeah. a big issue. But aren't, you know? aren't worms like both, both sexes? Yes, they can be. Uh-huh. Yep, yeah, they can be. And then they, they can split into two in, in, to become in a progeny uh, rather than than actually having worm sex. So um, that, that sounds like a fun <laughs> sex like position. What you just said, M- misogyny. <laughs> no progeny, progeny, progeny. progeny of that. Yeah, that means uh, kids. You know, um, your your next of kin. So worms, um, worms don't have to go out dating. They don't have to find their soulmate. They don't have to find their twin flame. They have life really easy. They just have to have sex with themselves. Until we grab them and put them on a hook and throw them in the water for fish food. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We're ruining everything. Yeah, all all is well with the worm until it becomes fish food, right? Poor worm. (laughs) So imagine you're a worm and you're sitting there masturbating in the soil. (laughs) Right? Just doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're doing worm jacking off. And then some old bubba comes along and grabs you and throws you in a hook and throws you in the water. So... Uh, but that Bubba has like 50% less, no offense to anybody that fishes, uh, who's a fisherman. Uh, but that person has like half the genetic elements that you do as the worm. That's what's so crazy about it. You know, having less than half the genes, you still have the capability of grabbing this worm, putting it on a hook and going out fishing for joy. Amazing. Um, but the reason why we can do that is we have over 3.3 million microbial genes in and on our body so that's really what makes us us is the microbes that live in and on our body there's there's almost you know nothing that we can do without those microbes and all of their genetic elements that we use for our daily function the latest estimates are that somewhere around 99 percent of all metabolic activity 
that we perform every single day comes from the genetic elements that we that we utilize from the microbes in and on our body. So our own genes basically dictate what our cell structure looks like, what color hair we have, what our nose looks like, you know, all those kind of physical attributes. But what makes us human, what makes us us, our ability to bond with one another, our ability to get aroused, our ability to have enjoyable sex, our ability to metabolize food, whether we're fat, we're thin, do we have enough energy, are we depressed, or are we uh, uh, an optimistic person? Everything, everything, every one of those things is determined by the types of microbes you have in and on your body. So that's how powerful they are, which means that you cannot have a fulfilling and active sex life without having the right types of microbes in your body. It, you, it's, it's virtually impossible. And if you're not having a fulfilling sex life, if you're having sexual dysfunction, if you're having issues with desire, bonding, commitment, or orgasms, all of those things are indicative of dysbiosis within your body. Now, that's another fancy word, but dysbiosis just means an imbalance of bacteria, imbalance of good to bad bacteria within your body. So and so, so you're yeah. saying if I ever feel lonely at home and eating a bag of chips all by my lonesome, all I have to do is remember that I'm with billions of microbiomes with me at all times. You're exactly. so not alone. I am never alone. You're never alone. In fact, you're it's with trillions. You're so, being watched. Trillions. <laughs> trillions. trillions. You're there having are... that's a big orgasm. That's it a that's a huge shy. orgy of of ba gut bacteria. And you. Right. Can you imagine? There's trillions of them just mating <laughs> and messing around and hanging out and drinking and having fun to create you. Wow, you my know, body is a fun party. <laughs> your body's like a, your body cat is like a rave. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's on ecstasy at this rave. Of course, it's my body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Body, exactly. And you know what when you were talking one of the things I was thinking about when you're talking about how, how bountiful and beautiful and meaningful all of these bacteria are to the body, I just think, God, and the prevalence of antibiotics and antibac antibacterial hand creams and things is just like, I, yeah. I could just see the poor bugs, the good guys going, no, because they die along with the bad guys too that we're taking antibiotics for. And they do. And here's the crazy thing. In, in fact, with bacteria, there are very, very few bacteria that we can really designate as bad bacteria, right? And when I say bad bacteria, I mean a bacteria that has no beneficial function and has only the function to hurt and kill and, and destroy uh, the environment. There are very, very few bacteria that have that. Even the ones that do make you sick, like E. coli at some point or Clostridium or Salmonella or um, Streptococcus, all these types of bacteria or H. pylori that are known to be associated with illnesses actually play a beneficial role in the body when they are in balance. Right. You know, so when they are in the right balance with the good bacteria, they're actually giving you a benefit. Now, if we specifically target them and remove them, then they are not there anymore. That can actually cause just as much issue with them being overgrown. So with the body, it's all about kind of balance. It's all about, um, you know, creating this harmony of the right uh, types of microbes. And the beauty of it, the best part about all of it is that there's many things you can do to create that. It's not out of our hands. You know, one of the best messages that came out of the Human Microbiome Project. This is where we, you know, the NIH and a bunch of researchers studied 
the microbiome and the bugs and how it relates to health and wellness, one of the best messages that came out of it is that our genetics have very little to do with our health, wellness, lifestyle, behavior, all of that stuff. And that's a that's a good news because we can't change our genetics. Yes. Right? If somebody told you that your condition that you have, your anxiety, your depression, your erectile dysfunction, your lack of uh, failure to thrive, or your fibromyalgia, all these things were genetic, you'd be screwed because there's yeah. nothing you can do to change your genetics. But the fact that they are all controlled by microbes is a great thing because we can easily change the microbes in and on our body. We'll talk about more of how we do that in in the rest of this recording, but that's an important message for people to get because you don't want people to feel not empowered. You don't want people to feel like they're lost, that there's no hope. You know, almost anything you're facing and suffering from right now can be changed. Ooh, and mic that's drop. Beautiful of it. My, that's a mic drop because when you, you had said something about like fibromyalgia and I'm thinking about so many of, uh, so many of the clients that both Dr. Kat and I work with who mm -hmm. are diagnosed with these diseases and you know, their doctors are giving them this, oh, well, you're, you gotta take this medication for life. And then these people end up owning their disease, their yes. disease, like, oh, my fibromyalgia or right. my Hashimoto's or my lupus. And it's like, whoa, hold on a second. Just because, and, and this is what makes me so sad is just because someone told you and the doctors that have so much power in America that you can't heal from this and you're, and you're stuck to a prescription for life. It saddens me because that takes the power away and that, and taking the power away from someone like that with their body takes their sexual drive away because their confidence is now depleted not to mention the fact that they're on these nasty medications that that majorly deplete sex drive and then dry up vaginal flora and then dry up as well come and so we've got people who are just walking around zombie like because they've been told they can't reverse their disease they're stuck with it and take this medication so i want to focus on the on the other end of this because antibiotics are i mean i don't want to talk about antibiotics forever but what i do want to talk about is how delicate this beautiful gut microbiome is, where it lives, and like all that people know. I think that the, probably the majority of people listening, they're they're limited to oh, just take a probiotic. I've heard to take a probiotic. They go to Walgreens, they buy a probiotic, they buy whatever their doctor tells them to, and that's about all that they know. So, if you could like in a, in a quick whiteboard describe what exactly the gut microbiome does, and even if you could touch on the astrobilome and different constellations on and hormone production. And how we can, um, and how that impacts sex and hormones. Sure, yeah. Um, so, in terms of um, what the microbiome does in itself, um, do you want to break it down into different parts of uh, sexual health and arousal and desire and all that stuff? Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yes. like sex drive, arousal, okay. and orgasm specifically. Those three would be great. Okay, so so there are four components to a really good, healthy sex life. Uh, the first one is desire. Without the desire, you know, you're obviously you're not even going to engage in sex. You're not going to engage in intimate behavior. Desire is is largely controlled by the microbes within your gut. I'll talk about that in more detail. The second part is arousal. Now, even if you have the desire, if you can't get aroused, if you can't reach that level of arousal, it doesn't become enjoyable, and it feels like a task, and it feels like you know, you're you're moving through the, the, the process mechanistically rather than, you know, that passionate, you know, I, I can't uh, do anything but just have you at this moment kind of thing. Um, 
that is the arousal component to it. That is also largely controlled by the gut, believe it or not. Then once you have desire and arousal, of course, everybody wants to end in some sort of wonderful orgasm, right? That's kind of the grand finale and, and what you're trying to achieve. And the intensity and the capability to have an orgasm. Um, is also controlled by the gut. I'll talk about how that is. Wow. And the last part is the resolution, right? And resolution is really important. The resolution means it, you ha you end up having a post-sexual um, experience um, satisfaction with what you just did, right? So it's not that like next morning you wake up and you're seeing the person next to you like, oh God, what did I just do, right? Mm -hmm. that's, not, that's not healthy resolution, right? The healthy resolution is you're, you can coddle, you can cuddle, you can enjoy and, and bask in, in like the excitement of what you just did with the, with the person that you choose to do it with. Oxytocin, we should have, our next episode should be on that's, oxytocin. Wait, this is when, right. this is, resolution is the time when my partner brings me breakfast in bed, right? No <laughs> exactly, cigarettes. Exactly, right. No. <laughs> and, and, and that, how, how good the breakfast is, is also controlled by the microbiome. Ah. Banana so. pancakes, we'll talk about that when we do our oxytocin episode next. <laughs> yes, <Okay>. exactly. <laughs> and I'll, and I'll, I'll touch on oxytocin as well as it relates to the microbiome. Yes. Uh, because that, that's important. So then let's, so those are the four parts. Desire, arousal, orgasm, resolution. Without any one of those parts, you're really not going to have a healthy, complete sex life or sex drive or really even enjoy the whole process of sex and, and intimacy. So let's talk about each one. So desire. Desire is controlled largely by the neurotransmitter called dopamine. Right. Dopamine uh, triggers the reward centers of your brain. And because it triggers the reward centers of your brain, it causes you to to desire things based on previous experiences. Now, this has been shown clinically because medicines that are known to block dopamine also have a very dramatic effect on one's sex drive. So when you take um, certain mood altering medications, that block dopamine, one of the most prevalent side effects is it cuts down your sex drive to nothing. Yes. So dopamine is a very important neurotransmitter that has to be produced, has to be sent up to the brain, and has to be metabolized properly in order for you to have an appropriate desire function of your sex drive. Now, um, the gut bacteria produce most of the dopamine that your body uses. Without a healthy balance of microbes within your gut, you really don't produce enough dopamine. So one of the other functions of having low dopamine is it causes more anxiety and depression. So nowadays, the, there are progressive psychiatrists and, and people that, that work in the health practice area that are treating things like anxiety and depression with microbes and with balancing your gut bacteria because we now know that the vast majority of dopamine is produced in the gut. So without a healthy gut, Without a healthy production of dopamine, you really cannot increase that desire, which is the first step in having a healthy sexual life. Now, bacillus bacteria, which are some of the ones, some of my favorite probiotics, we'll talk about those, are some of the species within the gut that actually produce high levels of dopamine. Wow. So, so it's really important. So imagine these bacteria can get in and produce dopamine for you and make you horny which is fantastic, right? Um, who doesn't love that? Now, other practical things. <laughs> Baby got bacillus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, like, hey, baby, your, your bacillus must be really high today. Whoa. <laughs> you got a sexy bacillus. <laughs> right. It, it, is that a cell phone in your pocket or is your bacillus really high today? <laughs> 
the the you know that's that is the kind of humor that nerds uh, enjoy. So uh, <laughs> I appreciate you guys laughing at that. <laughs> How else will we remember it? And maybe they'll remember it too that way when they're looking at labels. Exactly. You know. And so let me give you some practical things too. So. We'll talk about what an effective probiotic is and what kind of probiotic to add to increase dopamine. Uh, but there are other nutrients that can help support that as well because uh, dopamine has to be converted uh, from other compounds within your body as well. So taking things like um, amino acids like tyrosine and phenylalanine, uh, those can be really um, important precursors to the synthesis of dopamine within your body. So eat some protein. Um, basically, and then folic acid is also another important uh, precursor or involved in the reaction to produce dopamine. Uh, chromium, rhodiola, ginkgo, these are other nutrients that can also help with improving dopamine, but you need the microbes because they're the ones that produce it, and they will use some of these other nutrients as starting material to produce the dopamine. So I also work with clients and we talk about serotonin in the gut is that yep. because i know serotonin helps with sex drive as well is yep. that work in the same manner works in exactly the same manner 95 percent of the serotonin in your body is produced in the gut they're sim they're they're produced by a type of cell called um, entrochromaffin cells these cells are actually stimulated by spore-based bacteria so the spore-based bacteria are again the bacillus uh, that I mentioned, and then also things like Clostridia. And Clostridia are natural inhabitants of your gut. A lot of people know about Clostridia because of Clostridium difficile, which is a infective bacteria. But there's a lot of species of Clostridia within your gut that actually will stimulate the production of serotonin. Now, serotonin is, uh, is also the driver for the fourth aspect, the resolution. Mm -hmm. Serotonin manages anger, aggression, mood, sleep, um, you know, and low levels, of course, of serotonin lead to lack of joy, um, lack of intimacy among people. The uh, People with low levels of serotonin typically have depression and will withdraw from right. society, right? And those are all symptoms of low levels of serotonin. And that low level of serotonin, of course, doesn't allow you to have desire, but also creates problem with resolution, at the um, after postcoital resolution to to make it all sound super scientific and nerdy. Um, Whoa, talk dirty so, to us. <laughs> exactly, coital. <laughs> it's the word coital. Um, resolution. Now, how do you help serotonin? You know, there there are of course the the bacteria I talked about the bacillus bacteria having the right balance within your gut. So, which means eating a really diverse diet. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, and then there are some nutrients that can help as well. So, tryptophan is a precursor to uh, serotonin. Your gut bacteria will actually take tryptophan, which is an amino acid again, a protein, that and convert that to serotonin. The other one is 5-HTP, which is actually a supplement you can take and buy at any store. Uh, so that may help as well. Uh, but like saffron extract. You know, saffron comes from rice, certain types of rice. It's my favorite and, rice. Uh, rice is so smart. Rice is so smart because we know it has more genes than <laughs> us, right? And and then if you think about it, and this is a, a total, um, you know, guess on my part, but if you think about the parts of the world that they make the most babies, India and China, what is their staple food, both oh, in India and China, so is true. rice. 
These so people true. are eating saffron and fucking all day long. Wow. Um, and so they're making, you know, there's 1.2 billion in one country and 1.6 billion or something in the other. So maybe saffron has something to do with that. But saffron can be really uh, useful in terms of uh, the serotonin production. Oh, my, make so me some saffron rice for lunch. <laughs> I'm eating it right <laughs> with, now. With, with, yeah, with a little bit of protein. So you get your tryptophan and your tyrosine and phenylalanine that we talked about as well. Huh. So, so you've got your desire. And then we, we went to the resolution, but the two parts in the middle, arousal. We can't so, forget orgasm and arousal. Exactly. Those are two <laughs> important parts of the middle. We can't even get to resolution until we go through arousal and orgasm. So um, arousal, in talking about neurotransmitters, is largely controlled by a neurotransmitter called acetylcholine. Acetylcholine is one that works on your nervous system, it works on your vascular system, it gets blood flowing to the right areas, it stimulates uh, the right types of nerves and energy. Um, you know, and there's low concentrations of acetylcholine actually leaves you with the ADD type of reaction. So a lot of times people who have ADD, which you know, all these people are trying to take Ritalin and all these things to try to focus, that ADD kind of mindset is actually a um, deficiency in acetylcholine in the brain. And one of the things that happens when you have acetylcholine, what low deficiency of acetylcholine, and you're trying to engage in sex, and I think a lot of people can, can um, relate to this. Imagine you're making out with somebody, right? You're, you're kind of getting into the heat of the moment, but then your mind starts running in all these different areas. Like you start worrying about, like if you're a guy, you might start worrying about like, oh my God, what if I can't get it up? You know, like she's so hot. I'm totally into this, but what if I can't get it up? Or I have this other thing to do, or is this the right thing? Should mm -hmm. I be doing this? Or you're thinking about work, you're thinking about something else, right? Right. So that distracted mind is actually a symptom of low levels of acetylcholine, that inability to focus on the task at hand. Huh. And the inability to get the right neurostimulation to reach the sex organs and create the hormones, you know, the testosterone, the estrogen, things like that that are required for heightened sexual experience. So something as simple as acetylcholine deficiency can really shunt your ability to get an arousal. Now, acetylcholine is really interesting because acetylcholine is also produced by gut bacteria. And the metabolism of acetylcholine uh, or choline from your diet into acetylcholine is also the role of the gut bacteria. Now here's a little thing that uh, you guys might not know about that, that actually can be a really practical, important practical help. Ah, tell so, me. <laughs> all right, so choline comes in, in as part of our diet, right? We get it uh -huh. in uh, meat, we get it in a lot of different things. We get it in um, you know, all kinds of vegetables and fruits and all that. Uh, or you could take it as a supplement. That's another thing that you can do is take choline as a supplement. Now, the, to convert choline to acetylcholine so that your body can utilize it, for a healthier sex drive, for better attention span, all these things, you need certain types of bacteria within your body. Now, when you have an imbalance of bacteria, it can actually convert the choline into something called TMAO, which is actually a toxin. So having the wrong bacteria can take a, a good nutrient like choline and actually convert it into a cardiotoxin, a toxin that's actually really damaging to your heart and your vessels. It's definitely the opposite of LMAO. <laughs> exactly. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's, I had to stop and think about what that was. Laugh my I ass off? It. Yeah, okay. no, I got it. <laughs> this is like toxic my ass off. 
Yeah, exactly. Toxic my ass off. Yes. And so here, here's what, what can happen. So now if you're somebody that's not uh, is having issues getting aroused, so you have the desire, meaning you want to engage in intimacy, you, you have people that you want to engage with or a person you want to engage with, but you can't get to that arousal part, there is a good chance that you have a deficiency in acetylcholine. But now you can be taking all the choline you want, but you're not converting it to acetylcholine because you have the wrong bacteria. So important. Now, here's how you change the bacterial composition to get the right bacteria, which will convert the choline to acetylcholine and not toxic my ass off, right? <laughs> so the, when you eat too much meat, High consumption of meat will actually favor the types of bacteria that convert choline to the toxic version of TMOA. So that that but high consumption of vegetables does the opposite. So if you're having issues with arousal, one of the things you might want to think about is reducing the amount of meat you're e eating and increasing the amount of phytonutrients or plant-based uh, calories. Wow, I must be doing real well then. <laughs> that's all I eat. So, I, I'm a veggie. So a vegetarian. So that's interesting. They've done studies on the conversion of acetylcholine to acetylcholine or TMAO um, among vegetarians and meat eaters. And they found vegetarians uh, produce very, very low levels of the toxic TMAO and very high levels of acetylcholine. And people who eat um, excessive amounts of meat do the opposite. So, so we are like bunnies. We're like bunnies. In, in our sex life. Is that what you're exactly, saying? Exactly. Yes. Hashtag like I rabbits. Knew yeah. I knew it. <laughs> so, so here's a tip for the arousal part. Um, try to increase your acetylcholine. You can do that by taking choline as a supplement. You can do that by taking DMAE, uh, D, uh, which is a uh, precursor to it. You can, take, you can do that by taking acetyl-L-carnitine, which is also a precursor that can feed the choline pathway. There's something called phosphatidylserine. Uh, you can also use omega fatty acids. Actually, omega-3 fatty acids actually also improve the production of acetylcholine and improve the uh, absorption of acetylcholine in the brain. So you can take all of those supplements. You can eat a good di a diet. You can, of course, get the spore-based bacteria that we talked about in the other two portions. But if you're still not f finding that you're getting enough of the arousal effect, then you want to reduce the amount of meat that you're eating and increase the amount of plant-based nutrients that you're eating. That can be the big change that really uh, triggers and makes you horny and gives you boners. So that's that's a tip, you know. So uh, and then the last part. Um, well, orgasm. I wanted to ask I wanted to ask real yeah. quick. So in working with my women, I often describe the cycle of arousal because they shame themselves that they don't have the sex drive. So I, yep. I help them understand that sometimes it's getting aroused in order to trigger the desire. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and the orgasm part, the next part actually feeds into that whole thing because the neurotransmitter that controls orgasm actually feeds into the shame part of it, wow. right? And the, the, the negative feelings, the fear associated with not being the sex goddess that you think you should be, um, you know, all of those things that snowball. And that is GABA. So GABA is a uh, GABA, um, which is an am aminobutyric acid, um, is actually a neurotransmitter that is a um, central nervous system de depressant. It actually brings down 
all of the unwanted neuro activity and nerve activity. So one of the most important things about GABA is it quenches negative feelings and it quenches fear. And in fact, it, it, um, it is impossible to relax and to have uh, an improved sexual tone without high production of GABA. So, you know, I, in, my, in my world of being with women, uh, having been with women before, obviously intimately, um, the women that I, I've, I've been with that, ha- that can orgasm and the ones that can't, the difference between them is their ability to let go, right? Yes. The women that, that I've seen that can't orgasm have this fear of either not orgasming properly or, you know, peeing or whatever that fear may be, but they're not letting go. They're not relaxing. They're not allowing their body to do what it's supposed to be doing. And so it's mental. You know, that part of the orgasm is mental. The reason it's mental is because of this component called GABA. GABA is the one important component that will make you sleep better, that will make you relax, and that will make you let go. And GABA is produced almost 100% by the microbes in your gut. So if you're not sleeping well, if you have a lot of anxiety, you have a scattered brain, you can't relax, and you can't have enough desire, um, and you're having a hard time, or if you do have desire and arousal, you're not having orgasms, you can't let go, it's because of GABA. Wow. And And GABA needs to be increased. All of those things go together. You know, and so the way you boost GABA, naturally, of course, is taking the right probiotic, getting to have the right balance within your microbiome. And uh, again, we'll talk about what a a real probiotic is and how to balance your microbiome. But separate from that, here are some nutrients that can actually increase GABA. Um, You can actually take GABA as a supplement. I don't know if that's that useful, but it's worth a try. Uh, But inositol is a nutrient that is a precursor for the GABA pathway, which can be really useful. B vitamins uh, the full spectrum of B vitamins play a role in the synthesis of GABA. Um, there's a great extract called Kava Kava. I don't know if you've heard about oh, it. Oh, yeah, but it... every night. Me too. Yeah. Well, and there's like lots of Kava too. bars too that are opening. You can go drink it. Really? Absolutely, yeah. yeah in Kava... San Diego, there's several of them. Mm-hmm. There's probably several in, in Los Angeles. They're Kava bars. Yeah, and they, you know, the, what they'll do is help you relax, help you um you know, quench fear, quench that kind of worry-like thinking. Um, it negates negative feelings. Um, Kava is known to do that. In fact, the I wish I remembered the full story of the, uh, the, the tribes that use it in these tropical areas. But they use Kava. They have these Kava ceremonies where they actually will use it to, um, to engage with one another and kind of celebrate like the um, – uh, they will celebrate the harvest – and everything that's good about their life, and it's just a way of them re-engaging with one another, reducing fears, increasing relaxation, and just kind of having a good time. So the kava kava is really uh, can be really effective. And then BCAs, branched chain amino acids. Branched chain amino acids again are a precursor to the production of GABA. So you have to give the bacteria that make GABA, you have to give them the tools to do it. So even if you have the right bacteria, if you're not giving them the right micronutrients and amino acids to produce these things, they can't produce it for you. So that becomes really important. So that takes care of the desire, arousal, orgasm, and resolution, right? So those are the four main parts, and every one of those parts is controlled by your gut bacteria. And without the right gut bacteria, you're not gonna have any one of those parts working effectively. That's amazing. I mean, that when I tell people the importance of probiotics and gut bacteria, I, I say it's it's basically like, 
a NutriShop or a GNC in your gut. It makes all of these vitamins. And so mm. if you simplify it by taking a healthy probiotic daily and then feeding those good bacteria with things like fiber and greens and all the other yep. things that you talked about today, then you don't need to take all these other crazy supplements or injections or prescriptions that are going to help with a symptom that is the, the upper branch that's diseased and the symptoms that are the leaves that are falling off as we started this show with. And we got to start wrapping it up, Kieran, but um, there's a couple things just um, I wanted to say about what you had mentioned with B vitamins, the biggest depleter, and I talked about this on Playboy Radio the biggest depleter I see in women of B vitamins is the birth control pill. Yet that's what so many women are taking because they have such painful periods or acne that they feel like in order to be sexy or feel sexy or want sex, they take the pill. And then that even takes another path of destruction to the lining of their, um, their uterus. And then that starts to degrade because there's not enough natural estrogen. They have to use these crazy lubes and then they're putting all kinds of other chemicals inside of them because they can't make their own juices. It's, there's so many, there's so many parts to this that are all uproot from the roots that we're doing in society and we're wasting time, money, and like literally our brains, depression is so high today, which is why I interviewed you for my, my summit, uh, last year, the heart to happiness oh. summit, both you and Dr. Kat. So what I just decided since we're at about 45 minutes now and we're going a little bit over is if we, if we could have you again for another yeah. show and we can talk more about like the specifics on, um, you know, leaky gut, leaky vagina, which sounds awful, but it is <laughs> something that we need to talk about with, what does that even mean? It sounds so scary. And then talking about like BV and UTIs and yeast infections and, and all of those things and how, <clears throat> excuse me, our gut plays a role in all of it. Uh, and, and yep. exactly what we can do. So, the last thing I'll ask you um, is in terms of like the, the strains, because I know that there's all different kinds and you talk so much about spores today. So if you could in two minutes or less describe why um, spores are very effective at getting to the gut versus just buying any high, you know, colony forming unit, multiple strain probiotic in the refrigerated section means more. Yeah, and, and I can I can say with a great level of confidence based on the studies that we've done and, and many other research institutes have done, um, is that the vast majority of probiotics you can buy out there in your in your convenience stores online are just dead bacteria. They're either dead in the bottle or they're going to die moving through the gastric uh, system of your stomach. And so you got to stop spending your money on dead bacteria. <laughs> we focused on uh, microbes that are naturally designed to be able to survive through not only, of course, processing and all that, which is easy for them, but the harsh gastric environment of the stomach to get to the intestines alive where they can actually create the functional change that we talked about that is needed for the production of dopamine, acetylcholine, GABA, and all these important things. So these bacillus spores are very unique bacteria. They are commensal organisms, meaning they belong in your gut. The gut is your home. Uh, the gut is their home, sorry. And, but they have the capability of leaving the body through defecation and then surviving in the outside environment by putting this armor-like coating around themselves, that's what makes them an endospore. So they cover themselves with an armor, and then they can live in the outside world impervious to UV radiation and drying and all the things that would normally kill other gut bacteria and until you re-swallow them again and they pass through the gastric system because of this armor-like coating. The moment they get past the gastric system and hit, hit your small intestine, they break through this armor-like coating and become a live functioning vegetative cell in your body. Because of this capability, you're delivering 100% live 
microbes into the site of action, which is your intestinal tract. And when they're there, they totally reform your, your system in order to favor the right balance of good and bad bacteria and increase the growth of good bacteria and reduce things like inflammation and leaky gut. Um, and of course, they play a direct role in the production of things like dopamine, serotonin, uh, GABA that we talked about earlier. So that, that's an extremely important probiotic to take along with feeding your microbiome a really diverse, healthy diet without all the processed foods. But yeah, like, like you said, next show, let's talk about the processed foods, leaky gut, let's talk about oxytocin in the gut and how to increase that. There's so many things we can do to increase that. Um, you know, and the, this, the, this is just the tip of the iceberg, but this should be just enough information tip. to make some people, <laughs> just a tip, please. <laughs> Let me just put the tip in. Um, <laughs> this is just me putting the tip in, okay? So next time, we're gonna go all the way. Um, but this is enough information to get people to start getting people horny and, and having better orgasms. Oh, there's so much, there's so much here. And, and definitely in the next one, I want to talk about the astrobalum too, which is something that Dr. Sarah Godfrey and many other people are just shining the light on. Um, Christian Northrup, there's so, there's so much talking about people like, what's the astrobalum? It's just one of the constellations in the gut that manufactures hormones. And we're, we're going after all of these hormone balancing, you know, gimmicks with a vengeance and taking like five or six different types of bioidenticals and prescriptions. And it's just, it's just, it's destroying our bodies. And, and this is getting us farther away from the topic at hand, which is that sex matters and we want to have more of it and making babies will be easier if that's your desire and having orgasms is much more, you know, easily attainable. It, we don't have to work so hard. It's more about heart work and starting in the gut. So Kieran, um, you are amazing. Thank you so much for this Thank threesome you. today. And Kat? Yeah, I feel good. I'm, I'm like eyeing my rice over there. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, this is, this is the, uh, the, the least embarrassing threesome I've ever had. So this is <laughs> <a> great. <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> this, this, is, this is one I can do over and over again. Yes, yay. More than just the tip that next time. Next time we're going all the way. All the way. Don't you guys hold me at the tip. <laughs> yep, that will be. And actually, I already wrote it in the calendar, Kieran. Um, we're going to put you in for January. Um, we'll have you in for part two, and we'll go all the way to home base. And in the meantime, as long as that works with your calendar, we'll talk later. But in the meantime, yep. loves, um, please continue to make sex and self-love a priority. And if you were moved and inspired and, and, and inspired to transform with this episode or know someone who needs to hear more about this and it can save their life and their sex life, possibly their marriage, please share because we are always listening and this is how we know to grow on what feedback we're getting from you, what things help and what things that you love so that you can love more. Never forget, sex matters. Thanks for tuning in, lovers. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel. You can find out more about our guests and topics from our show by checking out katmeyer.com or diankazer.com. Until next time, don't forget to nourish your sex life.